We're going to talk about the person, the nature, and the work of the Holy Spirit. This series will probably lead us to another series. This series, I have a sense, we're going to talk about the person, the nature, and the work of the Holy Spirit. And then we want to talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We want to talk about what is, what is your prayer language? What is tongues? You know, which is just the initial evidence that you're filled, that you've received it. But then we're going to talk about the nine gifts and manifestations of the Holy Spirit as well. So we're going to, you'll get a real good foundation here. Why is that? Because guys, how many of you know that you have to receive things from the Lord through faith? Right? We're to walk by faith. We're to live by faith. Do you know you can't do that without the Holy Spirit? It's impossible because he is the one that, that actually brings revelation of the word of God to us. So faith comes by hearing the word of God. It's when the word revelation goes off in your heart and now you, you are listening to the word talking to you. When you hear the voice of the word of God, faith is right there. The Holy Spirit is the one that does that. You know when you're believing God for your healing, from the time that you believe that you receive until the time that you have, where it manifests in this realm, what do you do? What do I say? What do I confess? Do I take medicine? Do I not? Do I go to the doctor? Do I not? All of that is orchestrated by the Holy Spirit. He knows everything about you. You and I don't know everything about us. You could have a lie planted in you when you were a little kid and it's messing you up. You go through life feeling unworthy or worthless or whatever and it's messing you up and the Holy Spirit will show it to you. He'll lead you and guide you into all the truth. So we need him. So this is kind of going to be like me sitting in a living room just sharing with you my relationship with the Holy Spirit. I, I can't begin to tell you what that means. I literally, I, I find myself saying to him, I long for the day when I can see you face to face. And I know when I see him, I'll be like, that smile that you have, this intensity because you're so excited about where you're taking me. This, this enthusiasm, I'm, I'm going to say, oh man, I can see it on you and I, I sense that my whole life. He is wonderful. And notice I keep saying he. We're going to talk about this step number one, the person of the Holy Spirit. He is a divine person. He's not some force. He's not an it. He's a person, and he wants to be very close and intimate with you. Today, he loves you so much. He believes in you. He's not mad at you. He's not wanting to sit you down and talk to you about all your mistakes. He wants you to forget them. He wants you to leave them behind. He wants to talk to you about how Jesus was literally made a curse and bring revelation to your heart that now it's all been renewed, removed and all things are new. So this is who we're talking about. So let's start by this. Let's turn in our Bibles to 1 John chapter 4. It is hilarious, the song list today. Because it, what, what was the theme of, of the song list? How great is our God, right? Well, I got to tell you who we're talking about today is the greater one who lives on the inside of us. It's wonderful. So s turn to 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. I want to say a few things before this. Since we live in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit, the church age is the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus went to heaven after his resurrection, he had the Father send the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost came. Now the Holy Spirit was here in his fullness 
in the ministry of Jesus, right? We'll even talk about in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would come upon a prophet, a priest, or a king from time to time. Be ready when you get to heaven, you're going to have people like David, like Elijah, coming up to you going, what was it like to live on the earth with the Holy Spirit in you, with the Holy Spirit upon you every moment of every day of your life? What was that like? Because they didn't know what that was like. And look at the exploits that were done through God in the Old Testament. But it's going to be nothing compared to what we're going to do now. The dispensation of the Holy Spirit, because we're living in this, it's very important that we know as much about Him as the Word of God reveals to us. So this is why we want to do this. Guys, you have all kinds of crazy teaching out there. The Holy Spirit will keep you out of error. He knows the Word. He is God. All he does is witness. The Bible says he testifies of the word, of the truth. That means he's a witness. Do you know how he could be a witness? He's an eyewitness. Throughout all eternity, he knows. He's seen, he was there when Jesus created the whole universe. Isn't that amazing? He was there when they created Adam and Eve. I mean, before the foundation of the world, he knew you. And he had a plan for you. Isn't that good news? He's not going to be with you here in this life and then that's it. Do you know the Holy Spirit's going to be in you and upon you and I for eternity? For eternity. Sound doctrine. You can't have sound doctrine without understanding who he is. Sound doctrine depends on a clear and accurate understanding of the person, the nature, and the work of the Holy Spirit. Sound doctrine depends on it. So the word of God, as we're going to see, is very clear, very concise. God wants you to know him because you need him. We're lost without him. You know, oh, I could read the Bible. And I want to encourage you, everybody at Faith Family Church should be reading through the Bible together as a church family, right? What today we're starting in 1 Kings, getting into some cool stuff in the Old Testament. But guess where else we are? We're in the book of Acts right now. So I would encourage you, if you haven't been reading through the Bible with us, well, I'm doing another reading plan. Okay, do it. But hook up with your church family. Read through the book of Acts. Don't, if you're like me, you probably have to go catch up, but don't, don't put that on yourself. Just look, go to our church app or go to our website. It'll pull up April. Look at the day and then just start reading. It'll bless you. Because really the book of Acts is the Acts of the Holy Spirit. And that book's still be written. It's still being written right now today. So there's 350 passages of Scripture which make reference to the Holy Spirit. That's a few, isn't it? Only 350. Do you know there's over 50 names, 50 names and titles about the Holy Spirit? These names reveal something about His nature. They reveal something about how He works, about His attributes. These names will add to the total understanding of his nature and activity. So we, we want to go through and, and learn these. So are you there in 1 John chapter 4? You guys look so serious. Is it because you're just excited and hungry? And Yeah, I believe that. It says here, what does it say? You are of God, little children. Thank God. I am so glad that I've been born from above. That who's my father? What's my lineage? You are of God. I remember when I saw that, I'm like, wow. That's my lineage. Isn't that awesome? We've been born into a, a kingly, a divine family. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Why? Because greater 
is it that is in you. No, it's not it, is it? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You will never face any situation, any obstacle, any circumstance, any sickness, any lack. You'll never face anything that is greater than who is in you. Isn't that good news? Man, we overcome because of the greater one that is living on the inside of us. Why do we overcome? Because he's living on the inside of us. The greater one. The power in us is greater because of what... I mean, think about this. The power in us is greater because of who's in us and the authority that backs all of that power. Whenever you step out on the word, all of heaven, God is watching over his word to perform it. Jesus is watching over his word to perform it. Remember, the Trinity are the three who are one. They flow together. And I'm telling you, Satan, when you bind the enemy from your life, when you bind him, all of heaven backs that up. And it's not from afar because the Holy Spirit's right there. Right? The Holy Spirit was there the day that he and Jesus and God the Father saw Satan cast out of heaven. Oh, did they grab him and throw him? You know, I always tease about that. They didn't have to. All they had to do is speak it. Because everything God says comes to pass. The greater one lives on the inside of every believer. If you're born again, the Holy Spirit is living on the inside of you. When we talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you're going to see all throughout the Word of God a distinct difference. The baptism will talk about the Holy Spirit being upon the believer. But salvation, the Holy Spirit, is in the believer. I remember growing up in a mainline denomination, and people would say, charismatics would say to us, well, you need, you need the Holy Spirit. And we would be like, well, we have the Holy Spirit. Oh, no, no, no. And, but see, they were talking about upon. But no, you have the Holy Spirit if you're saved. The Holy Spirit is a person. He, he has come to live and to dwell in you. He's here right now in you. He's God. Isn't that amazing? He leads you into all the truth. He will show you things to come. He'll get you ready for every battle you'll ever face. Salvation is all about the greater one living in you. We don't emphasize this enough. And I'm telling you, see... What I, what I don't want you to get out of this is a bunch of principles. No, he's a person. And he knows right where you are today. Have you ever played games with yourself? You know you're not doing so well in certain areas, but you, you, know, you try to act all spiritual so you feel better about yourself. Man, is that a lousy way to live. He will literally eradicate that and show you who you really are, which will turn you on more than anything that you'll ever know. Because you're such, he, he loves you. God has made you unique and perfect. You have a destiny and purpose. He'll show that to you and walk you right into it. Here's the key. Here's a major key to this study. If you don't know now, I'm talking about no personally. If you don't know the one on the inside of you, you'll not be able to know how he's lead, leading you. He won't, you won't know how he'll lead you if you don't know him. Does that make sense? You won't know. Because here's the thing. If you don't, if you don't know him, you won't trust him. So you won't step out when he's trying to lead you. You'll shrink back because you don't know. You'll not be able to know how he leads you. You'll not be able to know what he's teaching you. In order to know the word of God, what he's teaching you, you've got to know him. Isn't that interesting? Everything in God is relationship. 
everything. So let's turn over to John chapter 14. We're going to be very systematic with this. Very systematic. So, so far in 1 John 4, 4, we've seen that the personal pronoun he was used one time. So now, let's look at this one. We're going to look at John 14. We're going to start in verse 16. He, see, you have the one who knows everything within you. You have the one in you today. Now figure this one out. Who is right now in every day of your future. While he's in you. So right now, he's... Right now, the Holy Spirit is in Cook County Hospital in January 22nd, 1962, when I came out of the womb. He's, because he's not in time. He's in every day of seeing me grow up at four and a half years old. He, he actually revealed and woke up my conscience and I was born again. He was there when I made every mistake growing up, and, and, and he was there when I did everything right. He was, he was always trying to lead me and guide me. Even, even when I was taught that the baptism of the Holy Spirit was of the devil, it didn't move him. He was still in me, and he's still moving me. I mean, it's amazing. He was with me when I felt super alone. And that, that, just like right now. So he's here right now. Guess what? He's, he's, he's uh, in you tomorrow, right now. He's actually in you on the day that we either get raptured or we go to be with him. And oh, and actually, he's with you right now, three million years from now, as God is still showing you the wonders of his grace and his kindness. He knows everything. Why am I saying this? So get to know him, and and whenever you need something, run to him first. Don't run to people first. Run to him first. You lose your keys. Your first thought should be, Holy Spirit, you know where my keys are. Help me. You're my helper. Show me where my keys were. It it cracks me up, the story, uh, the drummer that we had at the time, at one of the worship practices, lost his keys. So... So I go back in the hallway. Everybody's looking for his keys. He's looking for his keys. And I see our worship leader in his office just praying, Father, I thank you that, you know, you know where his keys are. Now, Holy Spirit, I just thank you for showing us. And, and he went out of his office and he walked back. And I'll show you where he went. He walked back. Now, we're looking everywhere for his keys. So he goes back right out of his office And he walks over here, and at the back of this platform, there's a little one-inch gap between the platform and whatever we want to call this thing. And his keys fell back there. And he literally walked through the door, went back there, stuck his hand, felt around, grabbed his keys, and goes, here's your keys. The Holy Spirit Spirit showed him that. That's right. Good teaching, Pastor. I remember Keith Moore telling a story. They're going to take off. They go through all the check checklists and everything, and they get in a plane, and the Holy Spirit said, just don't take off. And the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, check this one pin that you're supposed to check. Well, they're like, well, wait, we checked everything. And it just was inside of them. Check this pin. It was kind of an important pin, because if that pin is not in there, the propeller falls off the plane. So... <laughs> You know, if you're at a, a few thousand feet, that'd be a real bummer, wouldn't it? Unless you had a parachute on your plane, which, you know, even then it would be a bummer. But uh, so he went out there, and sure enough, that pin was not there. Everything. What do you do for work? The Holy Spirit wants to help you. Because you do silly things sometimes that could devalue your spouse. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit's like, you know... You need to stop by Hy-Vee and get a couple roses. Right? Yeah, thank you, sir. He's the greatest romantic. You know? He'll, I mean, he'll quicken your mortal body 
late at night so that you can get up and go do dishes so that your wife wakes up the next morning and the dishes are done. He'll wake you up or he'll speak to you during your day when your son who doesn't know the Lord or your daughter who doesn't know the Lord who lives across the country and he'll go, okay, pray for them right now and this is what I want you to pray or declare this over them right now. Because he's, he's orchestrating everything in your life. You know, hey, go, go talk to your kids or, or your kids do something stupid when they're teenagers. You know, they start smoking a little weed or doing something and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit will show you and orchestrate something to where now, all of a sudden, you could have a talk with them and it's perfect and they walk away and start walking a different direction. You know, I mean, there's so much we can go on and on and on. In John 14, verse 16, it says this. And I, now this is Jesus talking. This is in the interaction before the night he was to go and be arrested. And, and this was the last time he was going to be with his disciples before the crucifixion. And Jesus says, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. I'm going to pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter. The Holy Spirit is not the first comforter. He's another one. This word another, it literally means an allos. That's the Greek word, allos, comforter. It literally means one who is exactly like me. Jesus is saying, guys, the Holy Spirit that, that the Father's going to send will be exactly like me. So, if you look and study the Gospels on how Jesus led and related and was in relationship with his disciples, you can see a picture of how the Holy Spirit wants to be with you. Always. It's wonderful. And he, the, this word comforter is the Greek word parakletos. It means one who comes alongside to help you. We're going to learn the Holy Spirit doesn't do anything for you. He does everything with you. Everything with you. He's one that is called alongside to help you. Basically, he is our all in all. Isn't that awesome? I remember when the Holy Spirit told me that. He's like, Tony, I'm your everything. You don't have to look any further. I'm everything. I will lead you and guide you into all the truth so that you can know the truth and the truth will make you free. He goes, I'm never about myself. He teaches me how to pastor because of the way he is. He's like, I'm never about myself. My whole life is to serve you. It's amazing because he's God, right? It says that he may abide with you forever. He will be with us and in us for all eternity. So let's do this. Let's make friends with him. Amen? Let him be your friend. He, how, how do you do that? Oh, you don't have to figure that out. He'll help you. But I can tell you this. You and I are made to be his friend. We're made that way. We are not made to live alone, trying to figure it out on our own. Man, life's too short. You don't have time to figure this stuff out on your own. Have you, have you ever played games with yourself and lost 10 years or 20 years? So stop that. Stop trying to figure it out. Stop, stop worrying about what other people think. Most people are up to here with themselves. They're not really thinking about you. Right? The ones, your true friends. Listen, have you ever made a mistake and, and lost friends? Everybody could go, yeah. You know, you really didn't. You didn't you, all you did is you made a mistake and then you found out who was your friend. But he will never leave you. He wants to be your friend. So, you know, this whole cessation theology thing, that all this stuff was passed away, what do you do with this scripture? 
The Holy Spirit, who's God, who does not change, will be with us in eternity. He'll be leading you and guiding you in the same way. You'll have the same relationship with him. It'll just be clearer because you won't have your flesh to deal with. Oh, he knows every scar. He knows everything that has hurt you. And he wants to make sure that all the plants that were planted in your subconscious mind that bring up all these feelings of hurt and despair and all this stuff, oh, he wants, he wants to be your friend and be in relationship so that you allow him to pull uproot all that stuff so that every, every wound is completely healed and there's no scar so that you know that, man, all things are new. That's what God has for you. It says in verse 17, even the spirit of truth, he's the agent of divine revelation. His, one of his titles is the spirit of truth. Jesus, who is the word of God, is the truth. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. He, what he does is he literally reveals Jesus to you. He reveals the word of God to you. Oh, you could go to Bible school and study. Man, I've been around some people that intellectually, they just, they can quote scripture and they know so much about the history and you listen to them and you go, man, you really need to meet the Holy Spirit because you, you know a lot, but you don't know anything, Right? And, and boy, I'll tell you, it's just he wants, he wants to get us to know Amen. down here, revelation knowledge. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Why can they not receive him? Because it sees him not. The world, who, the people who don't know the Lord, they can't know him because they don't even see him. Neither know him, but you know him. Why do we know him? For he dwells in you and shall be with you. He dwells in us. Isn't that awesome? But look at that. For he dwells with you. With. Talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And shall be in you. In you. Salvation. We're going to go through this when we talk about the Spirit within and the Spirit upon You'll see it so clear as we go through scripture after scripture. So he's in me in salvation, but oh, when I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, he comes upon me. Jesus thought enough when he came out of the grave and he, he went to his disciples, he said, guys, don't go anywhere until you, you go to Jerusalem until you be endued with power, until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You need, see, that's not optional either. See, here's the thing. In America, we think, okay, we got getting born again. We have water baptism. We have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Like it's a multiple choice test. But it's not multiple choice. The whole early church were tongue talkers. The whole, the whole early church was baptized in the Holy Spirit. The first puddle that they would pass by after they got saved, they got baptized. I mean, it was just, it's, it's a whole, if you're a Christian, you need all three experiences. If you don't have that, we could sure help you get that. Right. Amen. So it says here, he'll be in you. And then I love verse 18. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Isn't that a little different? It starts out by saying, I'm going to pray the Father, and he's going to send you the Holy Spirit. And then he ends the thought, going, guys, I won't leave you comfortless. I'm going to come to you. What? What? Wait, I thought the Holy Spirit was coming to us. Same thing, because it's the three who are one. Isn't that cool? The person of the Holy Spirit is different than the person of Jesus Christ, but yet they're one. So even Jesus is saying, I'll come to you. How does he come to you? And, and he says, I won't leave you comfortless. I'll come to you. How does he come to you now in the, in, in, in the person of the Holy Spirit? Because now Jesus, when he speaks to you, he speaks to you by his spirit. 
Isn't that cool? The Holy Spirit is the most precious gift the Father could ever give us. The Holy Spirit is God's gift to his children. Hallelujah. So what happens? Jesus prays, right? The Father sends the Holy Spirit, and then the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father. So Jesus prays, the Holy Spirit is sent, and then he proceeds. You see that. And he's here today. The Spirit of truth enabled the apostles to record the teachings of Jesus. He brought all of it to their remembrance. The Spirit of truth enables us to comprehend and remember the Word of God as he reveals it to our hearts. It's his work. The Holy Spirit does nothing, like I said before, for you and I. He does everything with us. You must invite him. He will not force himself on you. Because he's God, he gave you a will, and he will not violate that. So my question today is, do you rely on him for everything? See, this is what we tend to do. Okay, I'm going to rely on him for all the big stuff that I don't know how to figure out, but the little stuff I'll just handle. Here's the problem with that. You play as you practice. So invite him into the smallest areas of your life. Holy Spirit, okay, how do I clean the house? Oh man, he'll teach you how to clean a house in a fraction of the time. Or here's a big one, how do you keep it clean? Holy Spirit, how do I keep the clutter out of my life? Right? And you have to bind the enemy in that. It seems like every time I wash my car, it snows, it rains. So my wife goes, oh, it's your fault. No, but the Holy Spirit, he'll... he'll I, I remember when I was a, in upper management as a national sales manager, you know, and in an executive position, we used to go to like time management seminars and stuff. It's, I don't remember now because it's been back when dinosaurs roamed the earth in the 80s, but, um, you know, in early 90s. But it was like... How many hours you waste looking for a pen or looking for your keys? or It's crazy how much time we waste. The Holy Spirit wants to get involved in all that. How do I really honor my wife and give myself to my wife? How do I honor my kids? How do I relate to them? How do I, how do I parent them? How do I pastor a church? Are you kidding me? You know, how in the world to do what what I'll have to do as a pastor for this church to do everything that God wants done, well, that's so far beyond me, I don't know. But I, I know the guy who knows. Most of the time, he's like, just, you know, can you just kind of move out of my way and let me, yeah, sure, you know. Right? Or he'll come to me and go, you know, you're a little bit behind you kind of, you know, I'm wanting to take the church here, and you're kind of the one slowing this whole process down. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, you know. Well, I mean, he always feels good when he talks to you because he just loves you so much. Yes, he does. He leads us and guides us. Do you, re- do you rely on him for everything? See, I love that. I will not leave you comfortless, verse 18. I will come to you. God says so much in his word about how he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. Jesus, about to go to the cross, is thinking of his disciples going, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to come to you in the person of the Holy Spirit. So God's presence is with us today in the person of the Holy Spirit. Do you know how many churches discredit him? They'll say things like, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not for today. They'll look at, I mean, Jesus said, listen, any sin that you sin against the Son of Man, him, Jesus is like, you'll be forgiven. But oh, if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, you won't be forgiven that sin. Does it mean you won't go to heaven? No, you just get to give an account for that one when you get there. So you know how, man, if you're you're ever in meetings, I've been in some meetings where I've seen some crazy stuff. But man, I'm never going to say it's not the Holy Spirit. Because boy, I don't want if to, it, if it's him, right? And whenever you, have, whenever you have fire, and we want fire, the fires of revival. 
you're always going to have wildfire. Sometimes it's by people who want to draw attention to themselves. But most of the time, it's just by good people who are trying to learn how to flow with them. And that's okay. Right? right. We, we, you know, like the gifts, when we get into that, we, we'll never judge the person, but we will judge the gift. So, so see, the Holy Spirit will guide you. He'll lead you. When he hooks up with you, now you can walk out who you really are. Because see, we're complete, Colossians says, in him. Which is in Jesus. But what does that mean here? You're complete as you walk in Christ. Well, how do you walk in Christ? By the person of the Holy Spirit. It's really good. See, God's presence in us today is in the person of the Holy Spirit. And here's the thing about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit and the Word of God will always agree. So if it doesn't agree with the Word, it is definitely not the Holy Spirit. Right? So if you have somebody coming to you and said, God told me that you should do this. Be very careful because it says in the word that in these last days, God will speak to you by his son. So if it doesn't bear witness, don't freak out. Just thank the person. And, and, and if, you, if you have any kind of relationship with them and, and, and go, man, you know, maybe they could be right, put it on a shelf at best. But, but, but if it doesn't bear witness with you, throw it out. Here, here's the deal. If it's for you, the Holy Spirit will bring it back around. He'll bring it back around to you. There are people who have married people because of words they've gotten from other people. There's people that have stepped out in ministry and done things and just a mess. So we want to, you got to realize the Holy Spirit will lead you. So let's go to John chapter 15. You guys doing okay? I'm enjoying this. John chapter 15 John chapter 15, verse 26, another one. Oh, now notice, you know, when we were, when we were in John 14, remember? That was, that was about five times it was mentioned that it was a he's a he or a him. So we're up to about six now. In John 15, 26, it says, But when the comforter, the parakletos, the one who is called alongside to help you, when he's come whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceeds from the Father, he shall testify or witness, that word means witness, of me. The the word is very clear on this. And he calls him a him again. He shall testify of me. That's seven times now we've talked about him in a personal pronoun. But when the Comforter is come, who I will send from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. Isn't that good news? The Holy Spirit executes the will of the Father. He testifies of the Word, and he always glorifies the Son. Okay? These are, these, are, these are foundational pieces that you need to have notes on. You, you need to be able to disciple people because God calls you and I to make disciples. Not just get, it never says get people saved. To make disciples. You can't make a follower of Christ according to John chapter 8. If you continue in my word... You're my, you're my disciples indeed. And then you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. Well, that only happens by the Holy Spirit bringing revelation. So we need to know this. The Holy Spirit will always execute the will of the Father. The Holy Spirit will always testify and witness of the word of God. And the Holy Spirit will always glorify Jesus. Always. The personality, let's talk about his personality a moment. He is a divine person. He's not an it or some invisible force. He's a person. What what is the definition of a person? Now, this really fits when you talk about God. 
A person is one who possesses intelligence, emotions, feeling, has a will. You know, we have to, when we talk about people, that intelligence part sometimes could go awry, right? The Latin word for spirit means breath. The Greek word for spirit is the Greek word pneuma. Pneuma. It means breath or wind. The Hebrew word for spirit means rock. R-A-U-C-H. I can't really roll my tongue that well. But it means breath or wind. In the King James Version of the Bible, you hear people, they always talk about the Holy Ghost. That freaks some people out, right? Especially if you're not around church. There's a ghost, right? I remember I was dating a girl in high school named Julie. And so I was at her parents' house on Halloween one night. I think I was a sophomore. Maybe she was a freshman or something like I can't remember now. Um, and so we're going to give candy out to little kids. And so the doorbell rings. Julie and I answer the door, you know, and, and there's a mother there with this little, just this little, little kid. And he's got a little ghost costume. And Julie goes, oh, a ghost. And the little boy freaks out. A ghost! I mean, this kid starts bawling and crying and takes off running. And Julie's like, oh, you know. That's what people do. They come to church and we talk about the Holy Ghost. He's a, he's a person... The word ghost, the reason why the King James used Holy Ghost sometimes, is ghost is just an old English word for spirit. Okay, so I want you guys to know that. So now let's go over to John chapter 16. John chapter 16 and verse 13. John chapter 16. Now this one, in verses 13 through 15, it only talks about he or him only nine times. So if you look at all the scriptures on the Holy Spirit, according to biblical interpretation, a a predominant thought is, I'm a person. You have to, because see, if he's just some inanimate object, am I really going to have a friendship or a relationship with him? Right? I'm not going to be able to. But if he's a person, I could have a relationship. Right? So let's look at this. How be it, verse 13, John chapter 16, verse 13. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. He'll guide you. It's the Greek word hodego. We get our term tour guide from this. So if you were to go to the White House and you would have a tour guide to give you a tour, that tour guide would know everything about the White House. Why? Because they've been there, they've studied it. It's the way the Holy Spirit is. He will guide you into all the truth. He knows everything, everything about the Word. That's why today, he's our teacher. You know, you teach on stuff like this, and we're we're talking about a lot of different things, but the Holy Spirit, do you notice how he's talking to you about some parts of your life? It's amazing. He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. Boy, it wasn't Jesus like that. I only say what I hear my father say. The Holy Spirit only speaks what he hears. Wow. So think about that. This is why God says... Hold fast to your confession, your homo logeo. God tells us, only say what I say. Right? He, he, whatever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. That, mean, that Greek word means he'll make known to you. And, he, and it all it drips with he'll make it known to you beforehand. He'll show you things to come. Notice it doesn't say tell you. You don't just as you walk around hear an audible voice. He shows you. There's an unction on the inside of you. You'll see something down on the inside. Verse 14, he shall glorify me. We know this. The Holy Spirit will always glorify Jesus. For he shall take of mine 
And do what? And show it unto you. Now that's pretty cool. He'll take what Jesus has and show it unto you. Well, what is that? Wow. Verse 15 is pretty cool. All things that the Father has are mine. That's why he said, he shall take of mine and show it unto you. So what is the capacity of the Holy Spirit to show? He, he'll show you anything and everything about God. There's no, in other words, there's no limits. Jesus says he'll take of mine and show it to you. And oh, by the way, everything that God the Father has is mine. Isn't that amazing? See, why do you want to run and talk to friends about all this stuff going on in your life? This is why. Because you want to feel better. You want to get it out. Why do you want to get it out? Because the enemy's wanting you to get it out. He wants you to talk about how bad it is. Why is that? Because you can have what you say. And, and your tongue is your steering wheel. So the more you talk about it, hey, I'm going through this and I'm going through that and I'm going through this, what it does, have you ever noticed if you talk about that too much, you walk away just feeling lousy? God says, no, you say what I said. So if you're weak, you say you're strong. If, you don't, if you're not seeing something like you're blind, you say you can see. Why? Because that's what God says. When you feel like you're going under, you need to say, I'm victorious. So this is, the Holy Spirit will help you. He'll quicken you to do that. The Holy Spirit is our tour guide through the Word of God. We call it revelation. He shows me things to come. He'll show you things to come. Oh, He'll give you a picture of your future. All of my hope is in him. I, you know, and, and as I walk with him, he'll continually bring revelation to my heart so I can stay on the path. Believers can fail to recognize and therefore not partake of the Holy Spirit's power to help them. And that will keep them out from walking in the blessing and victory of God. Don't be afraid to make a mistake in this area. And if you make a mistake and you're out there saying, well, you know, God told me to do this and then you go do it and it just doesn't work out. Okay, you missed it. Don't try to cover that up. Otherwise, you won't learn from it. Because whenever you miss it, the Holy Spirit wants to come and go, okay. Did you notice, Tony? This is when you got in the way. And that blinded you because you started thinking about yourself. You started, you, you know, you got over here under the law of sin and death. And that's why you missed it. Many times, Christians miss his leading only because of the timing. Because the Holy Spirit will start talking to you about doing something. And the minute you hear it, it's just like, yeah. And then you run to go do it. And he's like, whoa, hold, wait, I, I'm, this is six years from now. You're not ready to do that yet. Right? So he'll get the timing right. He'll help you with all this. The Holy Spirit is your guide to keep you and lead you on the path of the righteous. And this is one way he will always lead you. He'll always lead you into being a doer of the word. He'll always, when you're here, like today you're hearing something, I'm telling you, you're being prompted in your spirit. If you have ears to hear, you'll be prompted in your spirit. I need to do something. I need to do this. I need to lay this down. I need to pick this up. I need to change this in my life. Whatever it is, but he'll be talking to you about that. He will never talk to you about what somebody else needs to do. Husbands, he will not talk to you about what your wife needs to do. Wives, he will not talk to you about what your husband needs to do. Pastor, he won't talk to you about what your church people need to do. Church people, he won't talk to you about what I'm supposed to do. If we get distracted and get our eyes on what other people need to do, then we lose that sensitivity on what we need to do. And your flesh and my flesh is so subtle, it'll lead us in the pride and selfishness in a moment, and we'll actually think we're being led by the Spirit of God, and we're not. So we need to work out our own salvation. Right? If you notice, a lot of times... 
when you get prompted to pray, like for me or for your spouse or whoever, if you'll notice, this is why the baptism of the Holy Spirit is so huge. Because God won't talk to you about why. Because he doesn't want you get to get focused on what they need to do. So he'll stir you to pray in the spirit for them. And then he'll, he'll, if you ever notice, he'll start spurring you. When you have great moments of prayer, he'll start spurring you to declare the word over people's lives. It's really amazing. Now, do you ever know what's going on in other people's lives? Oh, yeah, you could tell. But, but don't focus on that. Otherwise, all of a sudden, you're going to start missing stuff in your life. Right? He'll lead you. What do I mean by being a doer of the word? He'll lead you into being a doer of the word. This means this. He will lead you to take specific action on one or more of the promises in, that are in the word. He'll lead you to act on a scripture. All of a sudden, a scripture will jump up and, and you'll know I've got to act on it. Sometimes you won't know exactly how to act on it and you'll start moving and you'll go, yeah, that's not right. But then all of a sudden a thought or a desire, usually it's a desire will come up and then you'll start moving and it's like, okay, that's it. Don't worry about falling because you're a New Testament believer. He'll keep you from falling. So we just, we're fearless because my God loves me. I can't mess this thing up. You need to think about it that way. Yeah, but you can die. Oh, I'm not worried about that. I'm not going to die. He'll make sure I don't die, even if I miss it. Right? See, this is all about walking with God. So many word of faith believers micromanage their faith. And they think, oh, shoot, I got that bad report because I, oh, I missed the third Tuesday of March confessing that my kidney needed to work perfectly. And God's up there going, what? Right? No, don't. See, when you're facing, this is what turns God on. Centurion who doesn't even, he's not even born again. His servant who he loves is dying. There's Jesus. Jesus says, yep, I'm going to come to your house. And this servant goes, oh, Jesus, you don't have to come to my house. I'm not, as a matter of fact, I'm not even worthy. Just speak the word. You know, here, here's the thing, guys. So let's say you're having problems. Let's say you're having problems with your liver. So you start believing God for your liver. That's great, as long as the Holy Spirit's leading you that way. But has he ever led you to just go, have you ever thought for a moment, you know, I better just do this. Father, I just receive your healing power that works and affects a cure in me from the tip of my head to the soles of my feet to my innermost being, that it drives out anything that is not of you. Because how do you know? You might have some little tumor that's trying to form somewhere. Isn't it going to be awesome when we get to heaven and find out, oh man, I was healed of cancer, I was healed of this, I was healed of that. I didn't even know I had it. See, the Holy Spirit will keep you. He, he wants you, he'll lead you in how to get the sickness and disease out of your body that you're facing now, but he's going to be leading you how to keep it out, to keep everything out. He guides us into salvation. That means he guides us into being rescued, into being delivered. He'll guide you in what it means to be whole. He'll guide you into health. He'll guide you into prosperity. He'll guide you into the blessings and victory of God. Why? Because the work is completely done. It's completely done. Ephesians 1 tells us we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies. Everything. It's all done. It changes your prayer life. My prayer life now is I call for, I require, I make a demand for something if I need it, and I thank him for it. Or I declare it over my life. Because I don't, I don't ask God, will you please heal me? Because I already know he did. The Holy Spirit, this is something he told me. I love the way he said it. When he said the word engrave, I just started crying. So of course I start crying now. The Holy Spirit engraves the character of Jesus on our hearts. 
you know, have you ever messed up in life? And you just feel like, man, you know, this is a character issue in my life. The Holy Spirit will engrave the character of Jesus on our hearts through the Word of God. Now, you got to get this part. As we function in the body of Christ. The Holy Spirit is not going to engrave the character of Jesus on our hearts through the Word of God as you sit in your house and watch BVOV eight hours a day and you're not involved in your local church. Now, oh my gosh, will you get a lot out of the Believer's Voice of Victory Network? You'll get a lot out of it if this process is already going on in your heart. You need to function in the body of Christ. He will always lead you to be a doer of the word and functioning in the body. Right? People are not relying on the Holy Spirit's work, so he's unable to help them. And he wants to help you. So now I want to finish up. I want you to go to Romans. We're we're getting, I'll just say it as Larry Hutton would say, I'm fixing to close. You guys doing okay? Can you take about five or ten more minutes? Actually, can you take four more minutes? Four more minutes. Let's do this. So the Holy Spirit, turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 8 in verse 14. We'll talk more about this, but I just want to go through this real quick. The Holy Spirit, he dwells in, he leads, and he empowers the church. It says in Romans 8:14, "For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God." In the literal Greek, it literally would read, "For as many as by the Spirit of God are being led, these are the mature, coming of age sons of God." The key word here is the word "led." It's the Greek word "ago." Jake, can I? Can I use you as an example? So, the, the, Greek, the word ago, this Greek word was a farming term where a farmer would take a rope. I'll be the Holy Spirit, and this is the way he leads you. It's not by words. So, let's say I want to lead Jake. This is coming in the form of a desire. But let's say Jake doesn't really know what to do, so he starts walking that way. Pretty soon, let's say he just starts walking that way, he starts feeling a little bit of a tug. Have you ever done that? You're trying to go in a direction, so then what the Holy Spirit will do, he will, he will bring up a desire. Now, this only happens, this only, you'll only sense this if the word is first place in your life, right? Right? And, and, you're, and you're submitting your life to God. If you want to live for yourself, all the noise of everything, you won't, you won't feel this. You'll feel it a little bit for a little while, but you'll push it down. Have you ever just wanted to do something? Right? We've all been guilty of that. So this is ago. If, if you're going and it's always, Because uh, see, to be led by the Spirit, He always leads you as you're doing something. So a lot of times the doing something is you're walking around saying, Father, I thank you, I know your voice. But if you start moving, and and let's say you move that way, and you feel a tug, that's the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit leads you, you won't hear an audible voice, but you're going to sense a pull. This Greek word ago literally means tug. You'll feel a pull or a tug in your spirit. And this is the primary way that he leads you. We call it the unction. There's an unction, an inner knowing. Have you ever heard the, this is our term, the charismatic term, I function out of the unction? The spirit. In verse 16, now he's going to give us an example of how we know we're saved. The spirit, it says, and notice it says itself, but it's the Greek word autos. It means himself. Now we're up to about 17 times of himself or him or he. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So now, real quick, hold your finger in Romans 8, but jump back to Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 20, 
verse 27, and I want to show you this. We're going to talk a lot more about being led by the Spirit, but this will help you. In Proverbs 20, 27, it says, The Spirit of man is the candle or the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. What this means, God will enlighten or guide us through our spirit. You've heard me say this, God never talks to your mind. The enemy will talk to your mind all day. God talks and leads you by your spirit. Satan can't talk to your spirit. He can't touch that. So this is what will happen. God, as you meditate in the word, the Holy Spirit's down on the inside of your spirit, and and the Holy Spirit will bring revelation of the word of God. And it will light your spirit. Okay, so then he lights your spirit and this light will become a lamp to your feet and a light to whose path? Yours, not your brothers, not, your, and not nobody else, not your wife, not your husband, right? So, but this is how God will lead you. This is how the Holy Spirit will lead you. He will light your spirit. The spirit of man literally becomes the lamp of the Lord. Oh, if you could see your spirit. You know, the Bible says in eternity, there won't be any, there's no need for a sun. And there will be no night because the glory of God will light everywhere. See, when Adam and Eve sinned, this is what happened. When they died spiritually, the light went out. And they knew they were naked. Do you see that? That's how he leads you. This is, we're, 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 we're useless without the Holy Spirit. Now, real quick, to finish this up, Romans chapter 8 again, verse 26 and 27. Romans eight twenty six says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. Now this, now, and remember this word help means he takes hold together with us against our infirmities. Now this word infirmities is the Greek word asthenios. It doesn't mean sickness, it means weakness. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. Well, what's our weakness? I'm glad you asked. Here's our weakness. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. My weakness, your weakness as a believer, is we just don't know sometimes what to pray for. I mean, I as a pastor, man, how I know some of you that I've never spent time with because I've prayed for you. And, and it's, it's, it's really interesting, but I don't know how to pray. I mean, I can maybe look into your life if I know you and see some things that are going on, but how do I know what the next thing is that God needs to work on? I don't. I don't know the order. So I could pray in the Spirit, and I could sense a breakthrough. And I know that the God of heaven is, is in that person's life, helping them to lay hold. It's, it's lighting their spirit to help them lay hold of God's plan for their life. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. P.C. Nelson, a Greek scholar, literally said these groanings, it literally in the Greek means makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered in articulate speech. It literally means God talk. Groanings, God talk. Or we would call it tongues, unknown tongues. And it says here in verse 27, And he that searches the hearts knows what, the, what is the mind of the Spirit. That word mind means what is the plan of the Spirit. Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. See, what is, what is this telling us? The Holy Spirit, as you draw from him, He literally will reveal to you and assist you in walking out God's plan for your life. When you attempt to pray without the help of the Holy Spirit, you will not know how to pray effectively. 
In Weymouth's translation, Weymouth, New Testament, very accurate to the Greek. It says this in Ephesians 6.18, praying always with all manner of prayer, stirred by the Spirit. You're not praying if you're not stirred by the Spirit. So here's the thing. This is why we must stay in vital union with the Holy Spirit. We can do nothing apart from Him. The Holy Spirit is not in your life today to bring reformation and reform you. He's here to transform you. What do you mean by that, Pastor? I'll close with this. The Holy Spirit wants to draw on the outside of your earth suit, your physical body, who you are. The spirit man who you are that looks just like Jesus. That's what the Holy Spirit does. So did you get something out of this today? Amen. We're going to grow in this, guys. You're going to know God's plan for your life. You're going to know how to walk by faith, how to lay hold of healing, how to lay hold of all the blessings of God. And we're going to learn these things together. Amen?